This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. (laughs) Good afternoon to you too, sir. How are things back in Mississippi? (laughs) They are great. Dude, they are are insane. They are insane. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. That's good, man. It's just uh, just a lot going on, dude, but things are good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just a lot of moving parts right now. You know, I was... Uh, discussing with some friends uh, earlier today just how the last year has been awesome. It's been wonderful, but there's been so many changes and I'm having a little trouble keeping up. And so I just flying by the seat of my pants and, and uh, Orlick Golden Slice is uh, it is ministering to my spirit. It is my best friend. Yes, it is smoked by all shrewd judges and by all struggling tobacconists. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, right. No, but it's- Oh man, uh, you got that golden slice getting you through the day. I understand that. <laughs> that's right, man. No, it's funny. We're, we're doing a lot of projects around our house right now. I know we're not going to you know have the ability to do a lot of this stuff once baby Cole gets here and so uh you know i'm just trying to you know take care of some last minute things it's you know got contractors coming in and out and been doing some work myself and man my, my orlick is just it's my go-to man when i'm when i'm ready to uh to do like hard labor like manual labor you know it goes well with <laughs> right, right. Uh, just hot weather and it just tastes like a sweet reward for hard work so anyway it's been uh it's been getting me through baby but things are good yeah what's going on in houston man I got to mention this because last, it was it last night, but it was probably about two nights ago. My wife and I had the opportunity to kind of go out, do a little night on the town, that sort of thing. As you will come to discover here pretty, pretty soon, when you got kids and you're able to get a sitter, you, you actually go out. Like before you have kids, you never do anything because you're like, ah, you know, uh, why? Let's stay at home. But now it's like, <laughs> no, get out of the house. Let's go. Let's, let's discover some things, especially in a new town. Back in when we first looked at Houston, the, one of the first things I did when I was searching out what to do in town, you know, I'd search out, you know, where the, where the big pipe shops, of course, but I also wanted to learn more about theater because I was a theater kid growing up. I always loved stage and and theater and and that sort of thing. And on the podcast before I've mentioned that when I was up in New York a while back, I experienced the immersive place Sleep No More, which was this really trippy psychedelic experience that like, you know, would never fly in Mississippi, would never play in Jackson. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so with Houston being a bigger town, I thought, you know, I'm going to look into this. I wonder if there's any immersive theater. And the closest thing that I could find at the time uh, was something called Strange Bird Immersive and their, uh, I guess, experience called The Man From Beyond. And it's not necessarily immersive theater. It's more, it's more akin to an escape room, but it's like, it's like this blend of an escape room and an immersive theater. And it's phenomenal. Like it's really very unique. And so I just want to like give like them a shout out because we had an amazing time while we were there. And for anybody in kind of the Houston area and kind of central surrounding areas, if you've never checked it out, it's pretty sweet. Have you ever done escape rooms, John David? I, I I haven't, but you know I'm pretty well familiar with them. So what? T- tell me if if someone showed up to this uh, thing, uh, what'd you call it again? The um, uh, Strange Bird Immersive is the company, and the experience is called the Man from Beyond. So if someone showed up for that, what what would they experience? Yeah. Okay. So man, it's it's I, I don't want to spoil it, but basically you go in and it's um one of these uh, what do you call them? A mediums or the people that have the cards and they do your like tarot reading or whatever. Oh it is. yeah. So uh-huh. it's it's this madam who's uh who's she'll, she'll go and she'll do your fortune and she's got she pulls out one of these like fake books that you open up and it's got a secret compartment in it and it contains a test tube that says drink me with a cocktail in it. And then also kind of some uh, some instructions to like look for clues around the room. And then once the entire group is is present, then you kind of go into this back hall and into the the room, the main area where the rest of the evening takes place. And it's again, I don't want to spoil it, but I just want to say that, like, honestly, I, I would highly recommend it. If you love escape rooms, if, if you're into theater, or, uh, if you're ever looking for something like that, it. Yeah, major shout out to them. So we 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 did that the other night, and uh, it was uh, it was nice, man. Was, uh, <laughs> we were talking about it uh, for uh, you know yesterday and and even this morning. Like, man, we gotta we gotta get out more. This is it's always great to discover new. Things. I am envious, you know, in some ways. I mean, I you know, I, of course, I love my home. I love you know our small town and 
all that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it is home. We love Jackson and everything, but man, there is something, you know, about being in a world-class city where you have all those kind of things at your disposal. Um, uh, man, that is just, that, that is, that is wonderful, dude. And, and, and for someone that loves, uh, culture and, and everything as much as you do. And, and I know your wife does too. Uh, man, I'm just happy y'all get to experience that now in a, in a world-class city like Houston. So that, that's great, dude. I'm happy for you. Oh, man, I appreciate that. You know, I'm happy for you as well, because this time next week, you and I will be sitting down to record a wonderful episode. We're going to be doing a Squire Select right around the corner. Oh, I'm so uh, excited. Nothing like a little day drinking, man. <laughs> <laughs> assuming, assuming your contractors are done. <laughs> That's right. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> man, it's it's going to be fun. We've we've been trying these last couple of weeks to keep you all informed about the uh, the upcoming episodes and that sort of thing. And we we want to, you know, it was important for you know the the last few episodes in this one because of all the inv- involvement needed from from you guys to really make it happen. But you know, I think uh, we've gotten some positive feedback on people like to know what's down the pipeline as it were. So, uh, so yeah, look for a Squire Select next week. And then in just a very few weeks, I think about two and a half, if I'm doing my math right, man, it'll be the 49th anniversary of the Country Squire. That's right. That's right. August 15th, uh, we are celebrating the Country Squire's 49th anniversary. And so, uh, man, so excited. We're going to have a big event, live music and lots of good uh, fellowship and and everything going on that evening um, uh, at the Country Squire, 6 to 9 p.m. That's Thursday, August 15th. Our dear friend, Max Stokeby from Scandinavian tobacco group will be there and he's gonna be uh man just with all kinds of uh you know great tobaccos from them think of your uh favorite tobaccos from lane peter stokeby uh some of the best 10 tobaccos in the world like um uh, escudo and uh, balkan sassini and uh just some of those excellent brands that we all all know and love so um man come on out it's gonna be a lot of fun uh if you're in the area we would love to have you and uh also we'll be joined by some cigar brands uh venerated cigar brands like uh, punch cao and uh and diesel so uh really excited about that but uh yeah hope y'all can come join us yeah man it's gonna be a lot of fun you know uh this uh this podcast it's, it's gonna be a, a fun episode this uh today and, and i'm really excited to dive into it but of course this podcast would not be made possible without the support of our amazing patrons uh, those of you that are club members we've actually got quite a few new club members that uh next week we'll be going down the list of kind of the, the newcomers, but uh, quite a few. And I wanted to kind of give a shout out and, and also kind of address something real quick. Um, you know, there's there's one of the, the, the I mean, not one of, I mean, the, the top tier within the, the pipe club is the Squire, the Covenant yeah. Squire member. Yeah. And uh, one of the big benefits of being a Squire member is after a year of being a member, uh, you get your name engraved on a plaque up at the wall uh, at the Country Squire. And, uh, and so there's been kind of, you know, I know a lot of people, not everybody can kind of make their pilgrimage. And so there's been a desire to kind of have, you know, some sort of, um, uh, you know, connection or acknowledgement uh, for those that, that can't necessarily make that pilgrimage or, or won't be doing so in the near future. And so I, I came up with this idea and I kind of pitched it to the, uh, the Squire Lounge online with the uh, kind of the, the Facebook group, uh, Facebook group for the members. And so I think what we're probably going to do is on the website, for those that have reached that plaque status, uh, we're going to bolden the names. And so it'll make it pop a little yeah. bit more and you'll be able to kind of see that. Um, the other thing, too, is that for a while, we, we <laughs> Patreon actually kind of shifted their backend portal, which made things a little confusing and kind of made it a, a little bit more difficult for us to keep up with who's where and what what's when. But fortunately, that issue has been resolved uh thanks to the cunning youths of math so thanks math we, we figured it out but anyway so all that to say uh here in the next couple of days uh those of you with your name bolden that means you've reached that that plaque status and uh either your plaque is up or it's on its way one or yep, the other that's right all right all right man so uh this this is this is it man we're we're, we're about to jump in now john david before we do we got to take them back a little bit because this this series that we dive into today, and you know, obviously, those of you who clicked on the episode, you know what the, it's called. Pipe shop fails, and and we here at Country Squire Radio try and have for the past six years or so, whenever however long it's been, <laughs> we we tr- we we try to put out some positivity on the internet, which was in short supply then and it is even less supply now. So it's at an all-time premium. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and and so like, you know, we 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 want to we want to talk about the good stuff. We want to kind of praise praise the things that we love about the uh, community and the industry. But the reality is there's just some stories out there. Uh that, that you kind of have to 
sometimes you got to let your hair down. You know what I mean, John David? You got all that hair. You got to let it down from time to time. <laughs> That's right. You, you've got to let it down. You've got to, uh, you know, make sure that um, all the frustration and angst that, that gets built up, uh, you know, it gets to come out occasionally, right? Even even when it's uh, with one of your one of your favorite loves, which is pipe smoking and um, and the pipe community, and and occasionally we, um, I, you know, we we can't just continue to gloss over all the the gems of stories that uh <laughs> that are that are out there that we need to we need to reveal and uh and process and, yeah. and maybe therapize a little bit. So um, there it is, there it is. It's therapy, right? That's what it is. You go to the therapist, you open up, you 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 dump out all of the stuff that's been bothering you, and then let the therapist deal with it, and then you can go about your business. No, that's it's, right. It's healthy. Is that's it right. Is. That's right. It, it's it's yeah. a way for us to uh, <laughs> c- connect all our pieces together so that we can uh, get it out of our system and then continue to move on in uh, in grace and love. <laughs> that's that's exactly right. Well, so okay. In the past, when we do, we've done pipe shop fails, it's been uh, you know sharing of some in general things that in general stores do. Uh, as well as John David sharing some specific things that some customers have done <laughs> without necessarily revealing names. Now, this is a very special Pipe Shop Fails because we have holistically turned the microphones over to y'all in the sense that we asked for your Pipe Shop fail stories. And the goal here with this is to let it open, you know, we've got we've got folks in the industry that listen, we've got folks that are just um, you know, uh, consumers, we've got we've got folks from all, all spectrums of the pipe smoking community that tune in. And so we anticipated and and kind of hoped for getting some feedback from both sides of the aisle as it were. Both sides of the counter probably is the more accurate uh, statement there. Uh, and we did. We got so many stories, so many stories that we were already starting to build up for the next <laughs> one down the line. <laughs> so uh, so this, I'm really excited for this, but before we actually dive in and I know everybody's, everybody's ready. Everybody's got their, their popcorn. They're, they're ready, man. Everybody's on the, on the therapy couch. All the angst is built up, they're right? Ready to air the grievances and what's not, what not. but, um, you know, here's the thing though. Like I said, we do try to put out some positivity. So before we go into the negativity, uh, we want to encourage you to do something and we'll remind you about this at the end of the show. Uh, for those of you that are on YouTube. Uh, who who are in the YouTube pipe community? We want to encourage you to to go on YouTube and create a, a video and put in the title "Pipe Shop Wins." And with this, we want you to do essentially do the exact opposite. Basically, brag on either your shop or, more accurately, tell a very specific memory or experience that you've had in your local pipe shop that they really just hit it out of the park and they're just really, really doing it right. Um, But before we go negative, we want to make sure and we're encouraging y'all to go positive. So head over to YouTube, use Pipe Shop Wins in the title and be sure to mention, you know, that this is kind of, uh, you know, uh, Country Squire Radio kind of sent you and and set you up to do this uh, to really kind of shout out your local pipe community. And what we're going to do is we are going to gather those Pipe Shop Win videos and put together a playlist of anybody and everybody that does it. Uh, And it'll be a a playlist that you'll be able to find through the Country Squire Radio YouTube channel as well. Uh, The only thing that we would ask is, you know, uh, keep a similar tone and language that you would expect with Country Squire Radio. So if it if it falls outside of the line of something that we would say ourselves on on air, then uh, then it it would not be considered part of that playlist. So (laughs) keep it positive and keep it classy. And we would love to feature that uh, in this uh, Pipe Shop Wins playlist. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yep. All right, so there we go. We've done we've done our good. Let's get into the bad. All right, pops. <laughs> pipe shop fails. One thing we did too is that we we basically removed the names of any specific shops and everybody is anonymous. So this first one is from quote JM. Says I once had a friend <laughs> gather yourself. I once had a friend who was the manager of an old pipe shop. We used to have grand adventures. But then he decided to buy the shop and become all fancy. And all of a sudden, he doesn't have any time. And I live too far away. Pish posh. Again, that's from J.M. Too far so, away. Uh, He's so, talking about Papua New Guinea. I mean, I, that's not around the corner, man. Come hey, on. hey, hey, that's anonymous. John David, this is anonymous. <laughs> okay. All right, next one. This is from R.K. R.K. says... Well, I won't say the real name of the place, but let's call it the Dumpy Squire. Dumpy Squire. Uh, they would never. <laughs> oh, du- I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm dyslexic. The Dumpy Spire. 
He said, they would never allow me to set up a time to come by and view their estate vapes. I find that very odd. My money is good. And again, that's from RK. I know. I, Dumpy Spire. I know who you are, RK. I know where you live. <laughs> And, you know, uh, the final one that's kind of uh, – these are all, oddly enough, geotag. You know, you, we can kind of see. They must be all talking about the same Yeah, shopper. no, that's right. Uh, this is this is from a uh, MVV. It says, oh, boy, I got some good ones about some rinky-dink place in Jackson. No glass pipes? What a fail. Again, that is from <laughs> MVV. Wow. Wow. I, all these anonymous people, they just uh, – man, I, I wish I knew who they were so I could – uh, just you know, go apologize and 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 share with them how uh, grateful I am for their patience and uh, and and for being them being uh, <laughs> such you, such wonderful. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I yeah, maybe my skin's a little. This too is with this, You think this is you? This this this, this <laughs> uh, man. You gotta you gotta let that go. All right, let's let's get into the real stuff. That that's fun. That was fun, but now it's done. Let's let's jump into it. All right, this first one's coming in from. JN. Uh, so, but John David, what did JN have to say? Yeah. Okay. So we've got so much good content today. Uh, and, uh, and, and this is from JN. I was visiting a town for a couple of days and visited their local pipe shop. I saw a high end for me pipe uh, I was interested in purchasing. But before I got too serious, I did some online research about the pipe carver material, etc. cetera. Uh, it was a lot of money. So I was nervous about pulling the trigger on the purchase. A few hours before leaving town, I returned to the store to take one more look at the pipe, but none of the pipe people were working, only a cigar salesman who was absolutely ignorant about pipes. I asked him if it was okay to pull the stem out of the pipe, and he stated he started getting really twitchy. He asked, are you serious about buying the pipe, or are you just browsing? And I told him I was serious, so he let me do it. Uh, there was something probably sawdust in the stem, <laughs> so I grabbed a pipe cleaner to see uh, what was going on, and the cigar guy went ballistic. I showed him the stuff in the stem, and he grudgingly let me clean it out. Uh, after putting it back together, I asked him if it was okay to run a pipe cleaner through the pipe. Uh, that was the last straw. He strutted around complaining that this was an expensive pipe and I might damage it. So I handed him back the pipe and said, if I couldn't perform a standard pre-purchase check, I had no interest in doing business with him. Uh, one of the locals finally stepped Ooh. in, calmed the cigar guy down, and convinced him to let me run a pipe cleaner through the pipe. The hole in the stem and the hole in the shank didn't match especially well. I could get a pipe cleaner all the way into the bowl, but it took a lot of twisting. Under normal circumstances, the sawdust in the stem would have raised serious questions and the pipe cleaner test would have been a deal killer. But I'm a polite Midwesterner who had just intimately violated this guy's pipe <laughs> with a pipe cleaner. The cigar guy looked like a cornered cat and the regulars were staring at us to see if I'd take three quick steps to the door if there would be a shotgun or if there would be a shotgun wedding. <laughs> out of politeness, I ended up making an honest lady out of the pipe and buying it but against my better judgment and with a bitter taste in my mouth. It's pretty good smoker and the second most mm. expensive pipe in my collection by a large margin, but it leaves a bit of a bad memory every time I smoke it because of the cigar guy who had never been properly trained on how to sell a pipe. And um, yeah, you know, it, it, that's, that's tough, right? I mean, it's one of those things where, yeah, we've got a, uh, a guy that's there and um, you know, he might not uh, be exactly familiar with uh, you know, his ability to, um, you know, sell a, sell a pipe. And so, you know, he, he's just, uh, he's not really letting you, you know, uh, take it out for a spin. Right. I mean, not, it's not like you're going to smoke it or anything. Right. I mean, you want to be able to run a pipe cleaner through the pipe. Correct. Well, so here's the deal. Like the, the cigar guy, <laughs> uh, makes an appearance again in this list. Like, and I don't mean him specifically, but the, you know, the quote unquote cigar guy. I mean, I feel like most, uh, most pipe shops these days have the cigar specialists, you know, somebody who's really more of a cigar guy than a pipe guy, but works at the shop. And, 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 ooh, you know what? This is the airing of green. I'm just going to say it. Uh, I got a lot of, Listen, listen, some of my best friends smoke cigars, okay? I'm not I'm not bashing it. I have been known to enjoy a cigar on occasion. I'm not I'm not bashing that at all. Or smoke one and not enjoy it because you puked in the backyard. <laughs> that did not happen but the three times. Uh no, 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 not at all. Uh but here's the thing. I've been I've sh I've been around this country, man. I've shopped at various different shops. I've had the opportunity to visit a lot of different pipe shops. And more often than not, certainly not universally, but more often than not, the cigar person, when I talk, tell them that I'm kind of interested in pipes, I've got a pipe podcast, there is a snobbery that exists in the separation there. 
And I'm not saying between the, the the connoisseurs. I'm talking about specifically in kind of the 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 cigar guy that works at the premium tobacco <laughs> shop, where there is almost like a turning up of the nose. And I I man, I don't appreciate that. I think that is a major pipe shop fail when your own like staff is turning its nose up at your potential <laughs> customers. And and this, I'm telling you, man, this happens. This absolutely yep. no, happens. I've I, seen I, I think this. You're so right. I know the quote unquote cigar guy. Yeah. 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 No, it, it, it makes good sense. It, so, it, sorry about that. <laughs> let it out. Let, let, uh, let it out. No, 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 yeah. no. Moving on. Uh, we, we've got another one from M.O. Mo. Uh, he says, the uninformed and the apathetic blob that when you ask about pipes or tobacco just shrugs his shoulders and says, I don't really know about pipes without taking his eyes off the TV. I've never gone back to that shop. And so, you know, you think like, well, maybe that's the same guy, right? The cigar guy. <laughs> Yes. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like I, the, there, there is a common theme here and I hate to say the cigar guy, but like we are going to see this throughout that there is a, there's a separation here. And a lot of folks, you know, uh, it's, it's unfortunate, man, because not everybody has a country squire. Not everybody has, you know, a briar shop. Not everybody has a shop with such a you know, yes, wonderful humidor with excellent cigars, great stick. That's right. But also like an appreciation and a value of pipes and pipe tobacco. Like there is a reason, even just this podcast, man, the reason why people kind of have connected to it, we've heard it time and time again, is because they long for a shop where kind of the pipe smoker can be respected and embraced as, you know, as a legitimate <laughs> connoisseur, a legitimate customer. Imagine that. In this space. And so anyway, I'm just, I'm airing my grievances. I know I started off saying we want to be positive, but this time I'm airing my grievance. <laughs> Let it out. Let it out. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, coming next from R, uh, he says, uh, I or she, I also have a pipe shop fail I want to mention. It borders on the disgusting, but I think you can handle it. A few years ago, I moved to a new, city, a new city and thought I'd take the pulse of the tobacco scene. Unbeknownst to me, this city, which shall remain nameless, had a real passion for premium tobacco, but it was almost exclusively aimed at the cigar market. I didn't realize until I walked into the shop that they really did focus their energy on cigars. The mention of cigars in the name of the company should have been a dead giveaway. I guess that's true. Uh, they did mention on their website, however, that they had an assortment of pipe paraphernalia. And so I thought I'd pop in and see what they had. It's this, it, it is important to note that as I'm walking in, this rather intimidating fellow was sitting on the porch of the shop smoking a cigar. As you probably guessed, they had a single shelf uh, with maybe three or four blends on it, no bulk tobacco at all, no pipes, not even a bag of pipe cleaners. Anyway, I got a tin of Davidoff English mixture and brought it home. As I was leaving, the guy with the cigar was still there and we communicated for a second, but uh, long Let's see. And, and we communicated for a second, but long enough to make somewhat of an impression and certainly enough to trigger one, sh one short-term memory. Later at home, when I opened my tin and the tobacco rustled, it was obvious that it was dead, <laughs> completely dry. To quote Python, it had kicked the bucket, shuffled off its mortal coil, run down the curtain and joined the bleeding choir invisible. <laughs> I decided, I guess they didn't uh, take care of their tins too well. No, no. Uh, I, I decided that I would see uh, if they would issue a return, but since I had brought uh, it home and opened it further, I thought they would probably just say they couldn't. No problem, really, but I thought it was worth a shot. When I returned to the cigar shop, once again, the guy I had talked to was sitting on the porch. I sort of nodded my head, acknowledged the fact that I recognized him, and he nodded back in what I assumed was a similar gesture. I walked in and asked for a return and explained why. The very nice guy behind the counter said we needed to talk to the owner. So we walked back outside, you guessed it, and the cigar guy on the porch. <laughs> While the salesperson talked to the owner about the return, I noticed the guy was kind of coughing into his hand and then rubbing his mouth, playing with the tapered end of his cigar. After the explanation, the owner asked for the tin, examines it, looks at the receipt, which didn't have a date on it, and tells the salesperson that they can't be sure I was there uh, he, they can't be sure I was there. I was in there years ago and bought that tin. As he said that, he takes his nasty cough-covered, mouth-wiping, cigar-fiddling index finger 
<laughs> and plunges it into the tobacco, dibby, oh, digging man. deep down into the bottom, not leaving one leaf unturned. Boy, the the, the, the sensory here is just uh, overwhelming. <laughs> he then turns to the salesperson and says, not to issue a return because they can't be sure. Then he coughs into the open tin, screws the lid, da- the lid down, handing it back to me. Now I had useless tobacco that I couldn't even bring myself to touch, let alone smoke. I understand that you use your hands to blend tobacco, but I also didn't know that spit was an acceptable tobacco Uh, hydrator. (laughs) uh, Needless to say, I didn't smoke that tin and I didn't even, and I didn't go back even for a cigar uh, match. Uh, I couldn't be sure he hadn't licked them either. (laughs) What a mess, man. Some people, you know, they just, they just don't get it. You know, premium tobacco shops that, that, you know, have a very small pipe selection just kind of as a courtesy kind of thing. You know, they don't really have uh, a lot of tins and those tins, they sit there for a really long time. And so, you know, they may have popped open if someone dropped them or uh, whatever. It's just kind of a mess, you know? So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I understand, man. The, the least uh, you wish they would do is uh, at least not dig their, um, you know, their their spit-covered, you know, finger through the, uh, dragged it through your delicious English blend. <laughs> so gross. So gross. And in this situation, and I know you're hating that I'm doing this, John David, it's making you so nervous, but the cigar guy is the owner. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like, you know, uh, it's tough. There's so, there's so many people, man. There are so many people out there who just wanted to own a cigar shop and they're, they're almost like comic book shop owners. Like, they didn't really go into it because of business. They went into it because they just want to sit down and grow old smoking cigars every day. <laughs> like <laughs> that's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to make, I'm going to ruffle some feathers with that, but I think that is absolutely true. Now, certainly not everybody, but you know that there are people, even people that are mildly offended right now, know that there are people in the industry that, that are doing that. That's and true. So and the we, end result is yeah. an unpleasant shopping experience for, I mean, like, especially for newer consumers, like here, what we're hearing from are mostly folks that have been, you know, are, are wise enough to kind of pick up on some different things are, are actually educated shoppers. But you think about like the new shopper coming in, like <laughs> it's, it's, it's awful. It is very hit or miss sometimes at some of these shops yeah. when the owner is just sitting down smoking a stogie. And doesn't, you know, <laughs> like, oh, you know, I, how do you, how do I know that this didn't, clearly he's not taking care of his tins. Anyway, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Let right, it I'm, out. I'm off. I, no, I'm going to get on the soapbox. I'm going to get off the soapbox. I'm going to get on the soapbox. I'm going to get off the soapbox. <laughs> I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that's the final one that has the appearance of the cigar guy. But it just was so interesting to me that as I was getting these in and reading them uh, before the show, I was like, I know, I know this guy. I know exactly who this is. Had that common thread. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, th- there are so many premium smoke shops today, obviously, that feature cigars. I mean, that's kind of the the rule now. The pipe shop is the exception, right? And so, um, y- you know, you go in these places, and if they do have a few uh, pipe-related things, um, y- you know, it- it's rare that a lot of the that the guy behind the counter even knows how to converse about them, even if he doesn't smoke a pipe, right? How to how to converse about it, how to, uh, you know, speak with authority on the, on the products and all that kind of thing. And so, um, yeah, it makes it tough, right? Yeah, it makes it really hard. I'd, I'd be frustrated too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So uh, next up, let's see. All right, this is from CD. CD says, gents, this did not happen to me, but another person in our pipe club. Uh, there's a local tobacco shop chain that is primarily a vape shop now, but still has some pipe-related content. A member of ours walked in and noticed the hamster cage quality of their bulk tobacco There are <laughs> that are all in big barrels throughout the store. The member, the person who this actually happened to, asked the gentleman behind the counter how old, uh, how old the tobacco was, to which he replied, fresh picked yesterday. Oh, red flag. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, yeah. We, we picked that tobacco yesterday. We sure did. I promise. Yeah. Um, I it picked it from like the hamster cage, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just gross. I mean, that, that's just awful. That's tough. And, and this happens. That's tough. This is the other funny thing is that these stories, man, they're coming from folks that are, are the shoppers <laughs> historically the pipe shop fails has been more of John David, like from a pipe shop owner venting. Yeah. Venting yep. a little bit. So now this is it's not directed <laughs> at you. You know, that's the thing, you know, you're, you're good. You're good. Except for the first but, three. But, it, but 
the thing, I know, right? Yeah, the, let's be honest. But you know, it, it's good. It should keep this kind of thing should keep retailers on our toes, right? Exactly. I mean, come on, like you know, you, you've got to uh, you got to care for your products better. You got to care for your customers better. I mean, dude, I'd be frustrated as heck if I couldn't like run a pipe cleaner through a pipe, and you know, and then when I opened it up, if it was uh, you know a five hundred dollar pipe, this was going to be the one of the most expensive pipes I own, yeah. and then I realize it's full of sawdust, and then it doesn't, uh, it, you know, it's not drilled properly, and then you know you, you're you, because you're a sensitive person, you buy it out of guilt and then you just, you know, smoke it out of shame the rest of your life. You know, I actually, I had a question that kind of came out of that one specifically with the sawdust. Like, is that an, is that an indication that something's wrong with the pipe or does that just mean it's freshly carved or, or what, what does that, what could that indicate? Yeah. It could be a number of things, Bo. I, I have actually seen that in, um, you know, not just cheap pipes, but premium pipes and all in between uh, before. And it, a lot of times you'll just have that as kind of a, um, you know, a leftover from the from the carving process. So, um, but, it, you know, it depends on the pipe and everything. Uh, that pipe was also, it sounds like, not drilled uh, particularly well, which is going to present its own problems. But my guess is the, the little bit of dust that was in there uh, wasn't related to that. But you never know. It could have been. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right, man. This yep. final one's kind of a special one, and there's a little bit of setup. <laughs> now, now this is coming from BL. Now, again, we, for the sake of making sure that everybody was protected, we uh, changed the name of the people sending them in. This one's coming from BL. Very hard to figure out who BL is. Uh, this is what he has to say. This all happened a long time ago at the beginning of the smartphone era, and all the people involved are no longer working in the industry. However, some of the names have been changed or omitted to protect the innocent or inept. Uh, <laughs> BL goes on to say that I have never told this story publicly before, including on my very own audio only show. So this is somebody named BL who own, who has an audio only show. Who has an audio uh, only show. Okay. Audio okay. only show. Yeah. That's right. All right. So John David, what is BL's story? <laughs> BL goes on to say, I was running a large retailer of pipes and tobaccos. A sales rep by the name of Mike uh, was coming to make sales calls on us. Mike worked for a really large pipe manufacturer that was based in Italy, but at the time had a U.S. import office uh, that was named the same as the Italian company. And I've been in this industry for a little bit, and I know who he's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) This company also sold some accessories, lighters, pipe tobaccos, and cigars. Now, this is important. Mike had to drive about four hours to come see us for the meeting. Mike was meeting with our buyer that had handled his product, and I decided to sit in on the visit and see for myself what he was showing. Mike arrived in our our location and brought in a good assortment of pipes for us to look at. I brought my pipe to the meeting and was happily smoking it when Mike pulled out his pipe, stopped the presentation and said, do you have some tobacco I can try? I forgot to bring some with me. Let's see. He said, I offered my tin of Virginia Perique and he replied, that is too strong for me. Do you have anything milder? Maybe a light aromatic. We stopped the meeting. I went out of my office and grabbed a tin of something he actually sold. (laughs) Mike said that was perfect. We continue the meeting and with him packing his pipe and looking over uh, and packing his pipe and us looking over pipes. Mike then asked for a lighter because he didn't seem he seemed to leave his at home. Did I mention above that the company he worked for sold lighters? Yes, I slid my lighter over to him, and when I noticed he was looking around, I rolled my tamper over to him as well. (laughs) Now we are sharing a lighter and a tamper while both puffing on our pipes and looking at his product line. Did I mention the company name? uh, Did I mention the company that Mike works for sells accessories, lighters, and tobaccos? Now we continue the meeting and are looking at samples of pipes. We begin to discuss a deal on some product that the company that Mike works for wants to close out. It's a good size purchase for us, and we, well, mostly me, wanted to know what the total purchase was going to cost us. Mike pulls out a notepad that he had in his bag and then begins digging around in his bag looking for something. He pulls his head up and then asks us if he can borrow a pen. (laughs) My buyer offers Mike a pen. Yes, a sales rep that does not have a pen, but at least the company he works for does not sell pens. (laughs) So, okay, so just to recap, this guy peddling pipes, accessories, and tobaccos comes in without a uh, tobacco accessory or a, uh, all the accessories you need, right. Or, or, or a pin, right. right, right, To make the sales pitch with. Okay. So going on, 
Uh, BL continues. He says, uh, now Mike has a pen and is doing some long form of math on a notepad. He is working hard to figure out the discounts on all the items and the total amount of the deal. This goes on for about two minutes and when he begins digging in his bag again, looking for something, and then looks at us and asks if either of us have a calculator that he can use to do the math. <laughs> long, long story a little shorter, I did the math on paper, and we made the deal and bought the product. About a year later, Mike called us looking for a job, and then another year later, the company that Mike worked for announced they were closing, and the Italian company was looking for a partner in the USA. None of this really surprised me at all, and no, I did not hire him. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Shocker. I know, right? As a final note for all, uh, this is not the way you should rep a company and their product. Uh, Know your product, have all your own tools of the trade, and never ask your customer for a sample. Companies make sure your reps have all the tools they need, including basic math on paper. And finally, Mike's real name is Mike. Oh, BL snap. man, I, man BL, I, man BL is savage. He, he is savage. I'm gonna have to look out for his uh, for his uh, audio only show uh, somewhere if I can find that to uh, to maybe learn more about his experiences. <laughs> man, an audio only uh, uh, show uh, with somebody from Deep Industry uh, Insight. Who could yeah, that be? I don't know. BL. Yeah, huh. we'll, have to, we'll have to keep an eye out for this one. But, um, <laughs> Listen, that's the thing, though. Overall, really, really great, uh, really well, terrible stories, really, but great, terrible stories. <laughs> and uh, it's, I think, I think it's cathartic. I think it's good to to go through and, and hear some of these and kind of share them. And as you said earlier, John David, it gives kind of a, uh, you know, it does keep retailers on their toes, and that's not a bad thing. We live in a world where competition is very, very good, uh, and so you know, in an industry that oftentimes doesn't have to deal with competition as much. And so I do think there is a lot of positivity to be done in that therapizing some of those uh, less than stellar pipe shop experiences. But, you know, one of the things that I can almost guarantee is that you'll always get a great pipe shop experience. And that is when you go to the headquarters of our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. That's right, man. We love Missouri Meerschaum pipes and, of course, love to talk about them every time on the show. And you will not have a bad experience with one of those. Uh, man, such an affordable value. And they've got this uh, this kit that you can get that is incredibly, uh, incredibly affordable and also, uh, man, very valuable and, and very useful. It's their three-pipe bag of smokable seconds. And uh, they're all legend pipes, which is one of their most popular shapes. The smokable seconds are awesome oh, yeah. because these are uh, pipes that might have minor flaws uh, aesthetically or some other way, but they're they're smokable. They're uh, they're they're perfect to to use. They might just not you know it be the one that uh, is going to go on the shelf at your favorite tobacconist. And so Missouri Meerschaum instead of instead of tossing these, they sell them to you for a great price. Uh, three Missouri Meerschaum pipes for only eleven twenty nine, um, and that's three pipes that you can uh, test your own tobacco goes with, uh, you know, sample some of your favorite blends um, and share with friends. You know, if they come over and sit on the porch and and didn't bring their pipe, as we talked about last week on our on our porch episode, man, you've, you've got a you've got a Missouri Meerschaum uh, second that you can put in their hands so that they can enjoy the evening with you. And uh, so just just a great uh, a great offer from them, it's something they've been doing for a while. And uh, the three pipe bag of smokable legend seconds is uh, is 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 a perfect value for your next pipe purchase. Absolutely. So hey, if you've got one, be sure to smoke your legend this week. Uh, tweet out a picture of yourself doing so. We love to retweet those out to let the good folks at Missouri Mission know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. 
by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pipe Question of the Week. All right. Pipe Question of the Week. This one's coming in from Ron Seitz. Seitz? Seitz? I'm going to go with seats. <laughs> I bet it's sites. I bet it's sites. Sites. All right. Sites on seats. How about that? Yep. Because like, that's a thing. All right. <laughs> this one's coming in from Ron. Uh, Ron has to say, do you guys tamp the ashes down as you were smoking? Leave it alone after the first tamp or do you dump the ash out as you are smoking? Wow. What a great question, Ron. Yeah, that's good. You know, this is probably something we've talked about uh, or, you know, danced around before. But um, but yeah, I mean, to, to answer it directly. Uh, yeah, we um, I, I, I tamp my ashes. I, I tamp that ash uh, down throughout the smoke. Right. Um, during my smoke, uh, every few minutes, I'm going to be tamping the ashes down uh, in the pipe. Now, occasionally, if I do have to relight the pipe, I will take, uh, you know, just the end of the check tool or uh, the end of my pipe nail and just kind of scrape the very white powder ash uh, it just very gently to disturb it just so I can tip it over and, and let it fall out on its own. Uh, but I never really mm. uh, dump lots of ash or lots of tobacco out. Um, you know, ex- except in that case. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be, you know, tamping the ashes down uh, on my pipe throughout the smoke uh, just to, you know, continue to uh, build that little campfire that's baking in that, that oven that is your pipe bowl uh, and, and it'll help it stay lit. So uh, that, that's what I do. And uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see if that helps you out too, Ron. Yeah. I mean, same. It's interesting. I don't think I've ever asked that question, but that is like, that's the same kind of process I do. Although I will say every single time that like I scrape out the ash to, to relight, I always wonder, is this normal? Like, is this a sign of like personal failure that I'm doing something wrong or is this actually what you're supposed to do? So I really appreciate that question, Ron. I'm sure a lot of, uh, especially new pipe smokers, uh, appreciate that as well. So, hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, be sure to send that in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that's show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Quick, Quick fire, fire with, with the, the squire. squire. Quick fire questions. Ow! All right, man. Quick fire questions brought to us by Country Squire Radio t-shirts available at the CountrySquireOnline.com. Now, these are coming in from Stephen Mario Joseph Cardello. Now, uh, he sent us in uh, kind of a nice list. And so we did the first half last week. Yeah. And this half this week. Are you ready, sir? Yep. Bring it. Uh, okay. <laughs> One of these I already know. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> Latakia or Parikh? Parikh. Uh, probably probably seven and a half or eight times out of 10. Parikh. Yeah. Now you got the hometown advantage or yep. uh, home area advantage. Yeah. 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 So Parikh all the way. <laughs> uh, Xbox or PlayStation? Uh, Xbox. I, you know, I haven't played video games in a very long time, at least not console video games, but, um, back in the day when I did, I was an Xbox kid and, I um, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with that out of uh, brand loyalty. That's good. Okay. You know, we had a, um, some, some folks from church over the other night and, uh, the kids were up here playing the Nintendo switch. Uh, and you know, one of the kids, when he was leaving, he told his mom, he's like, I want a Nintendo switch. And she said, well, when you're old enough, you can buy yourself one. And he's like, well, it's not fair. And I was like, look, kid, you know what? 
My mom used to say that to me all the time. So you know what I did? I grew up, I got a job, I made some money, and I bought every single video game console. <laughs> I got a PlayStation in my room, an Xbox in, in the summer room, and I got the Nintendo upstairs for the kids. So yeah, I, I got all of them. That's good. I like, no, that's great. That's, that's, that's yeah. probably really encouraging to him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, hopefully, hopefully. I think I may have made him jealous, but it was fine. It was fine. Uh, Xbox. Uh, like all of my gameplay goes to Sea of Thieves. This is no secret. I play that pirate game like it ain't like <laughs> like it's going out of style. <laughs> and that is exclusively on Xbox and PC at the moment. So uh, yeah, Xbox for me. All right, here's the one: Apple versus Android. Apple. Do you want to just go into your uh, rants? I mean, like this is your this is the I, airing of grievance episode. Look, look, I just switched back over to an iPhone. Right, I, I, you know, I, I. I adopted the Samsung Galaxy. I was so excited about it. Um, you know, I, it's something I wanted to like. I was so tired of Apple and all its cutesy little shtick, you know. And so and so, I, I switched over to Samsung with all great fanfare and authority, and I'm just so excited. And I, I've been, you know, geeking out about all its features and everything. And then I get over there, and I'm just, I'm just frustrated and lost and angry and bitter and regretful. <laughs> and so what... <laughs> And so what happened, it, we may, this, talk about its own, uh, you know, fails episode. Uh, what, what happened is a, about a month ago, I dropped my Galaxy on the uh, floor of the Country Squire. And the case that was on uh, the phone did not protect the screen that it was designed to protect. And so uh, the, the, the screen shattered. It was one of those things where I now was stuck with this phone and... You know, I was like, okay, well, I'll just go get a new uh, a new screen put on it. You know, you can go, you can take your iPhone to these places around here and get a new screen for 40, 50 bucks. Sure. Like, surely I can go get a new screen for my Android for, you know, 40 or 50 bucks. I take my, I take my Samsung S9 in to get a new screen and it was going to cost me $275 to get a new screen for a phone that I despise. <laughs> and I price checked it like in multiple places around town. I was like, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to take my pill. I'm going to stick with this phone through the contract and all that stuff. And um, man, so I, I was like, well, I can just go buy used iPhone for uh, for that amount. And so that's what I did. I, I switched back to Apple and um, I have an older iPhone and I'm happy as a clam. <laughs> All right. Now, there you go. I mean, that, that ended up having a pseudo happy ending. The, the reality is, man, when, you know, when, when you, you know, when, when you're forced to crawl your entire life and you get the opportunity to run, you're, you're going to be frustrated because you're like, what is this? This is awful. I just want to crawl again. But, so I understand that, man. And I'm yeah. glad that you're crawling again, you know, because that's, you know, some, some people weren't meant to run. It's like kind of, you know, maybe I'm not meant to run, Bo. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm meant to, you know, go back to mother's milk. But, uh, but, but, but you know, you know, dude, I'm just, I'm just done. I can't like, I, I don't, you know, for, for those of you that are, you know, these whiz kids that want to, you know, trick your phone out and have all this really, uh, you know, exquisitely uh, defined settings and all this kind of stuff, man, that's great. You get your Galaxy and your Android and you just customize it as much as you want. But for those of us that want to get on our phone, you know, like our cat videos and then get off, yeah. like, give me my iPhone. Done rant. End rant. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, Android for me. Uh- <laughs> All right, and then finally, apples versus peaches. Uh, boy, I'm really tempted to say apple here because of uh, because of yeah, the previous question. But uh, <laughs> man, you know, I think I'm actually going to go with peaches on this. There, peaches. Okay, yeah. yeah, summertime to me is like peach cobbler with like a big mm. a big dollop of vanilla ice cream on top. Like that's mm. man, that's that's where it's at. That's where that's followed by like a like a big pipe full you know sitting on the porch maybe of um you know your favorite peach tobacco we've got a couple at at the squire that we sell but oh man that that sounds good yeah i'm gonna go with peaches yeah that's a good choice it is kind of a seasonal thing because i mean like you know as you get into the winter like you know some some nice uh apple pie pie with thanksgiving and stuff Uh, yeah sure uh but no peaches all the way They're, they're delicious and they're easier to eat I, I find they're just, I don't know, apple. The, I feel like the apple skin always gets stuck in the teeth. Peaches are just delicious, juicy and oh, awesome. I love them. So, yeah. So there we go. There we go. Those are our quick fire questions. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. Uh, and uh, hey, if you got some quick fire questions, be sure to send them in to us. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that's show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Your thoughts, your comments. 
listener feedback. Listener feedback. Uh, all right, this was coming in from Nelson Pigeon. Now, Nelson is an actual pigeon, but a pigeon who smokes a pipe. And I think that's neat. <laughs> I'm Nelson, just kidding, Nelson. Nelson is a fantastic pigeon and a longtime friend. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. This is what Nelson has to say. He said, uh, hey, guys, first of all, great show with Lee. Uh, heard more about him years ago, but not so much lately. So it was nice to get caught up. Of course, this is the uh, the interview episodes that we did uh, a few a few episodes back. It says, I need to go check out uh, his website again. Also, I need some clarification. I've always heard his name pronounced like Irk. But you guys are pronouncing it like Eric. Have I been saying it wrong all these years? <laughs> Bo, can you tell me the name of the artist that does your outro music? Better yet, could you send me a copy? I love that tune to listen to all the way to the end every single time. I wish it was a little bit longer uh, and would like to find more music like it. Thanks to both of you for all the hard work uh, that you put into this great show. Nelson, a.k.a. The Pigeon. Yeah, <laughs> man, Nelson, uh, man, a great, great friend of the show. He's been with us for several years now. We love him and uh, always love hearing from him. You know, he sent in a uh, a uh, custom cob a, a couple of Christmases yeah. ago, which was great. That's right. But, um, anyway, uh, yeah, so Ooh. so it is, uh, it is, uh, my understanding is it's actually Eric, er, Erk, Lee Von Erk. Um, but we, as drawly uh, people who regularly mess things up, uh, have been saying Eric, Lee Von Eric. So just be patient with us and, and, and gracious. But I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is Lee Von Erk. And uh, we do appreciate Lee for uh, for being so kind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, let's be honest. You're, you're not anybody if you're not anybody if we haven't mispronounced your name on the show. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, that's like, right. that's, it's a rite of passage. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. So our apologies to Lee if we messed that up. We, we probably did hardcore. <laughs> but you know what? I will say this, man. Uh, living up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, I am sure he's been called Eric before. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. That's, that's, Probably, I bet at some point in his life, he just stopped correcting people because it was just going to be a thing. Yeah. And I've heard, I've heard pedastry so many times. I get it. <laughs> you know, like, I don't even correct anybody when they say pedastry. I'm like, well, you're talking about it. So yeah, no, that's you know, good. Like, that's good. It's like when people call me John and I'm like, I, I hate being called John, but you know what? Yeah. At least you're, at least you're talking about me. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, the other, the other part of this question in terms of our outro music um, you know, when we started Country Squire Radio, it was one of the first shows that Pottery ever produced. And in those early days, I did not have um, the extensive catalog of of music available, or even uh, the access to original compositions available that I do now. And so that, my friend, is straight up from the uh, Garage Band free for all music. <laughs> wow, <laughs> is it really? Dang, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. In fact. A lot of those shows, um, you know, the the legacy shows. Uh, I guess the only two legacy shows at this point still have the the Apple Music, and that's this one and Flash TV Talk. And uh, it's funny because we had one that has since been uh, shut down and kind of merged into Flash TV Talk called Panel to Screen, and that one also used the Apple Music. And it was so bizarre because people <laughs> would write into the show. It's say like they're using your theme song on this like car commercial. <laughs> I'm like, no, they're just being really cheap like we were. <laughs> like, just, uh-huh. So um, yeah, so it's Apple Music. You know, fortunately, I got to mention this too. With a lot of our our songs, a lot of the theme musics, when when we updated, a uh, friend of the show, Charlie Bach, actually cre- took the concept of the Apple Music and recomposed it with some original stuff. And so we yeah. we actually use that now for when we do the uh, panel to screens his his original music. That's awesome. So that's um, awesome. Yeah. The thing is with this though, like we, it's so, it's become so second nature that it's, it feels almost wrong to update it. The same thing's too with the, um, the voiceover with the bump bumper yep. girl coming in and saying yep. the, the names and of everything. It, <laughs> bumper girl. It's not as quality. <laughs> it's my wife. Yeah. I was about uh, to it's say, not as quality. I don't know if I'm telling you. <laughs> That's what she used to call herself. In fact, I actually have a oh, signed, girl. Uh, yeah. uh, Man, she she autographed a picture for me, and it said, uh, "Call me sometime, you know." Dash bumper girl. And it's her, uh, <laughs> her picture. That's great. Uh, yeah, but anyway, so um, so yeah, so even though the the quality of those uh is not not up to par with with kind of modern stuff, you know, it's just kind of words and all loving it that um has kind of kept me from updating. Yeah, it's part of our theme, right? I mean, it's like you yeah. know when they uh update the intro to your favorite show or something, you're like, hey, hey, wait a minute, it wasn't like that last season. <laughs> yeah. 
No, it's true. It's true. But anyway. Uh, and then finally, man, this next one's coming in from Ryan Tullock. What did Ryan have to say? Ryan says, I'm so excited to be a squire now. It's truly an honor. And even if I didn't have to buy the honor. <laughs> also, <laughs> since I know Bo doesn't get many things right when he's reading, I just thought I'd let you guys know that Bo did, in fact, get my last name right or pretty close. Booyah! <laughs> right out of the gate. Uh, it descended into madness thereafter, but JD's quick mind and sharp Mississippi intellect sharp as a, um, a dull tack to help bring things back under control. And he executed the Tulloch perfectly and without flaw. So congrats to you both on what seems to be a difficult last name. <laughs> Ryan, and that's from Ryan Tulloch. <laughs> they know what's out here in these pipe streets, man. They know what's up. Pipe like, streets. This is <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh man. This is how it is. No, no. They're like, okay, it's Bo and John David. Did they, did they say it right? What, no. What they you up already today? know we missed it. Yeah. It's your Meerschaum uh, pipe with Lee Eric. That's that's Lee Eric. Yeah. yeah. And Ryan Tulak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, mercy. Man. Yep. That's 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 what we need, man. That needs to be the the next Country Squire radio T-shirt. Like I wrote into the Country Squire, and Bo mispronounced my name thirty gazillion times. Yeah. <laughs> something something of that. And then got the T-shirt. Bo can't even right. read this T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, great listener feedback, and honestly, great feedback throughout this episode. Hey, I want to once again remind you, kind of the call to arms that we're putting out there. Uh, you know, as as we kind of put together and asked for these. Uh, negative pipe shop experiences. We want to encourage and empower y'all to go out there and tell some positive. Yes, pipe find shop the good ones. Stories. Find the good ones. Absolutely. So head over to YouTube. Uh, even if you've never made a YouTube video, you know why not? Uh, go on, uh, record yourself telling a pipe shop win story. Put pipe shop wins as the title. Uh, you might even want to put the name of that pipe shop in the title yeah, as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, ideally, you know, send those to us. We'll be kind of scanning and searching and, and doing that sort of thing. But if you can email links to your videos, we'll be collecting all of those in a playlist that people will be able to find uh, on the Country Squire Radio uh, uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. So a great way to, to, especially for those of you that are YouTube pipe creators and, and community people, um, you know, we've, we've wanted to figure out ways, how can we kind of show some love to y'all as well? And so, you know, hopefully this will kind of give a chance yeah. to uh, kind of collect some of those videos and some of those uh, personalities that, that are out there and and more importantly really tell some of these great experiences that are going on in these pipe yeah. shops because you know if, we're, if we got to go negative man we got to double down on the positive so that's, <laughs> that's right man Bo, I, I love i love it I, I i love the concept i love the idea you know we, of course we've got to have some fun at the expense of our bad uh you know pipe shop uh you know experiences and and uh, and and the and the doggone cigar guy that doesn't want to answer our questions or or you know run his nasty finger through the tin of uh you know, David oh, off gosh. tobacco or whatever, <laughs> but, but you know, man, there are so many good experiences to be had at a pipe shop. That's why we got into this industry. That's why we love it and, and continue in it and, and want to be a part of it and, and, and are associated with it. So, uh, man, I just think this is a great opportunity to showcase your local tobacconist or tobacconist that you visited, that you uh, just had a really good experience with. So, um, man, t take your, take your videoing, uh, take it there, or, or maybe just, uh, you know, uh, while you're sitting down smoking your pipe, uh, share some experiences at your favorite tobacconist that um, that uh, that you like like to tell the world about. We want to we want the world to know about those places and to to um, you know to experience them as well. That's right. That's right. And hey, by the way, if you thought that I went a little bit too hard on the quote unquote cigar guy, if if you happen to be the cigar guy at your pipe shop, uh, you listen. Send send your frustration on directly to me. <laughs> my my email is John David. <laughs> no no no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but seriously though, like we'd love to hear that feedback as well. Show at yeah. squareradio.com. You That's can also right. keep up with us throughout the week on Twitter's. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore country squire. Of course, the show's handles at Squire Radio, but all that and more can be found at countrysquireradio.com. Man, the Pipe Shop Fails episode is always kind of a, a popular one. I'm glad that we were able to figure out a way to put a positive spin on it. For I know, <laughs> right? I know, man. We're just dogging, uh, dogging folks so bad. It's like, well, let's 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 try to look at the positive. Let's see what silver linings we can find. And uh, no, I think it'll be good. It's always it's always funny though to you know hear different folks' experiences. And uh, yeah, you got to keep these retailers on their toes. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I already know what's going to happen because we've got so many stories for the next uh, next one of this series that you're gonna. Just just starts like like calling up other shops and be like okay what you got let's let's, let's <laughs> we need exactly. to balance this out here right, man. Let, let's go have a night see you brother
enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.